Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. to give you a little bit of a background uh, as to how I received this message and how um, I came to minister on this very subject because my intention was to continue on the series of overcoming faith and wanted to do the last part part three on uh, one of the keys that enables our faith to be effective and productive in the kingdom of God but as is my custom in prayer as i thought about the meeting tonight the spirit of the lord prompted me to look into the principle of readiness and um, i did that and the reason being is i i heard the spirit of the lord say that in every season in our life God the Father has prepared certain things for us to receive from him so that we may be successful, that we may be productive, fruitful, and fully obedient to his will, and that is in every season of our lives. The reason being is because we live life in seasons. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 tells us that, that there is a time and a season for everything and every purpose. And so even though I know what it means to be ready, and I mean all of us know what it means to be ready and the definition of readiness, but I did look at the the definitions in the dictionary and this is what I found. The word ready means to be completely prepared or fit in fit condition for immediate action or use. I'm going to say that again. To be ready means to be completely prepared or in fit condition for immediate action or use. Here's another definition. It means to be duly equipped, adjusted, or arranged as for an occasion or purpose and as i mentioned when i heard the spirit of the lord say these things i understood that what he was endeavoring to communicate not just to me but to all of us that the principle of readiness is an important principle in our walk with the lord he said for every season in your life god has prepared or reserved certain things for you to receive in order for you to be productive, fruitful, successful, and fully obedient to my will. And the things that he was referring to are things like wisdom, knowledge, understanding, resources, favor, grace, divine guidance, opportunities, strategic relationships, and many other good 
and perfect gifts. These are the things that the Spirit of God was referring to when he said, for every season in your life, I have reserved certain things for you to receive in order to be productive. Now, if we are not ready, this is, this is where the principle of readiness is so valuable, to be ready at all times, in all seasons, fully alert, fully awake, spiritually speaking. Because if we are not ready to receive what God has for us in that particular season of our lives, he will not release them. And therefore find ourselves, of course, unable to walk in the fullness of his pleasure in that particular season that we are in. So being ready to receive what God has for us in every season is vitally, vitally important. And that's what I want to talk to you uh, this morning or this afternoon. And we're going to see examples from the scriptures how people who did not recognize the season they were in or the time of the visitation, uh, they were not able to cope or they suffered judgment or even destruction. I remember Jesus saying as he looked at uh, Jerusalem, it's recorded both in Matthew's gospel and in Luke's gospel, where he looked at Jerusalem and he wept. And he said, if you only knew the time or the season of your visitation, but because now this is hidden from your eyes, there will come a day and a time when there will be no stone uh, in its place. That, uh, and of course, you know what happened in 70 AD, uh, Rome destroyed and flattened uh, Jerusalem. He said, but if you knew the hour of your visitation, you see, they were not ready to receive what Jesus Christ came, the Messiah, to give them at that particular time. And we see these examples in the Bible who people who failed to receive what was promised to them uh, because of not being ready. Uh, and let's look at the first example from the epistle to the Corinthians and look at closely and study what the Apostle Paul said to them. I'm going to read uh, these, these verses uh, from uh, two translations, the New King James Version, as well as the Amplified. Here's the first one from the King James, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and I'm reading from verses 1 and 2. Paul, writing to the Corinthians, says the following, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. I fed you with milk and not with solid food, for until now you were not able to receive it, and even now you are still not able. Let's look at the same verses of Scripture from the Amplified Classic. However, brethren, I could not talk to you as to spiritual men, but as to non-spiritual men of the flesh, in whom the carnal nature predominates. As to mere infants in the new life in Christ, unable to talk yet, I fed you with milk, not with solid food, 
for you are not yet strong enough to be ready for it. But even yet you are not strong enough to be ready for it. So you see here, we see Paul came or wanted. He was loaded with wisdom. He was loaded with revelation knowledge. And he desired to impart this wisdom and this knowledge and this understanding to the Corinthians. And so they may, they may develop, fully grow, and become mature people. And so he said, and I believe also that he carried instructions from the Spirit of God and deeper spiritual truths that would enable them to live life that is worthy of the Lord. But he said, I could not release it to you. I could not speak to you that way, or I could not communicate to you because of the spiritual condition they were in. In other words, they were not ready to receive what God wanted to impart to them through the Apostle Paul. There is a lesson here. We can only, God can only give what we are able to receive. Let's put it that way. God can only give or impart according to the capacity we are able to receive from him. And there are certain things we cannot receive, not because God doesn't want to give them to us, but because we are unable to receive them. And we see the Lord Jesus often speaking to the disciples, saying to them, if I recall correctly in John's Gospel, chapter 16, he said, I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. In other words, you cannot receive them, you cannot hear them. And even if I did communicate them to you, you would not understand them. How often did the Lord say to them that it is written that the Son of Man will go to Jerusalem, he will be handed over to sinful men, he will be crucified, and on the third day he will rise. And they still couldn't understand or perceive what he was talking about. How often he rebuked them and he said, how is it that you do not understand? Have you not seen the five loaves and the two fish and the multitudes that I fed with so little? How is it that you so dull that you still cannot see this, cannot understand? And you're arguing among yourselves that you have no bread. In other words, no matter what God does, no matter what God says, it depends on our ability to be able to understand, to receive, and comprehend what he's saying. And so it's that's vitally important. If we are unable to, then he would not release what he has reserved or prepared for us. So as a result of the Corinthians being in the state of unreadiness or unpreparedness to receive wisdom or the deeper truths, uh, Paul's ministry, of course, was limited. He was only able to feed them, as he says, with milk and not with solid food. And it is the same with us today. The same principle applies to us uh, wherever we are or whatever our vocation in life is. Uh, for example, the ministers of the gospel or the shepherds of the flock can only release and impart to the congregation what they are able to receive. They can't give them more than what they are able to receive. And even if he does, it will go over their heads. 
So leaders and pastors also very often limit God by the lack of spiritual maturity. God can only release to them what they are able to receive. So all of us are in the same boat. We need to, uh, to prepare ourselves for every season that we are in, to make ourselves ready so that we can step into whatever God has prepared for us in that season of our lives. And so, as I said, the principle, this principle of readiness is at work in all of us, no matter who we are or what our vocation in life is. Now, many years ago, I want to share with you some of my own uh, experiences in this regard. Uh, when I sensed the Spirit of God was calling me into ministry, in obedience to Him, I began to make adequate preparation to make myself ready and fit for the ministry. You can't just step into something. God may speak to you about a certain situation or a certain work or a ministry that he wants you to do, but that doesn't mean he wants you to do it now. I believe the reason that, that the Holy Spirit shows us things to come is so that we may prepare ourselves for what God has prepared for us. This is vitally important. And I've experienced this over and over and over again. God would show me something in the spirit, but it was, it was two, three, four, five years ahead of time. And the reason being is so that I make myself ready or I prepare myself for where I was headed. And so when I asked the Lord to give me wisdom how to prepare, he specifically gave me a plan how to prepare myself for the ministry. And uh, I, I put that plan into action. And in four, I think four, four and a half years afterwards, I was ready to step into the part-time ministry to which God had called me. But there was a time of making myself ready to step into it. So I did. And in time, I was released into part-time ministry while I ran the business at the same time. And I'm not gonna go into the details of the plan, I'm just simply trying to communicate a principle in relation to being ready for what God has planned for us in various or in different seasons of our life. And we ought to know what season we are in right now. If I were to ask you, do you know what season you are in, in the Lord right now? what he's expecting you to do, what he wants you to do, and how he wants you to do it. Do you know where he's leading you, where he's guiding you, in order for you to prepare yourself and make yourself ready for that? These are keys of being fruitful and successful in our endeavors, in every Christian endeavor. Also, again, when the season of being in the marketplace and operating a, a business uh, in, in Masvingo was coming to an end, again, the Lord revealed that to me three years before I was able to step into it. Why three years before? Because I needed to make myself ready for it. I couldn't just 
transition from one day to the next. And that's the mistake so often believers and even leaders make. God shows them something and they step into it without adequate preparation. And most of the times you fail because you're not ready for it. There is a time that we need to prepare ourselves and make ourselves ready. And so um, he said, you need to prepare yourself for this major transition in order to flow with me in the way that I want you to go. And he also said this, because the transition is so huge or different from what you think, if you don't make adequate preparation and renew your mind accordingly through prayer, through fasting, and through intimacy with me, there is a possibility that you may resist what I want to do in your life because you won't recognize it. But if you are spiritually alert, if you are spiritually awake, if you stay in prayer, if you uh, uh, develop intimacy with me, you will know what is coming and you will know how to transition from one season into another season. And of course, there was spiritual and mental preparation, as well as physical and practical preparation. It involved getting out of the business world altogether, and it involved in moving to another country with my family. This, is a, this was a major transition. But because I was ready, and I made sure that my family was ready, the move and the transition was such a blessing. It was a blessing. We hardly felt it. Not only that, it did not negatively impacted us because we were ready. I cannot stress this enough. And people who make such move, huge moves, without being ready or prepared, they often encounter enormous challenges either financially, sometimes emotionally, sometimes relationally. I've heard of people who moved from Zimbabwe to another country and the next thing we hear, the marriage broke up. But they were fine all those years in Zimbabwe. What happened? You see, there is when you make such moves, there is emotional, there's spiritual, there's financial pressures on the relationship. Hence the need to make ready, to prepare and to be able to step into those transitions that the Spirit of God is moving us into. And we see, as I mentioned, the Lord Jesus holding back revelation from his disciples because they were unable to receive it at that particular time. But then he said, when the Spirit comes, he will show you, he will guide you, and he will show you things to come. He will teach you all things. Praise God, what Jesus could not do at that particular season in the disciples' life, the Spirit was able to do it. They were ready. They were prepared. Let's look at another example of people who were not ready, not able to receive what God intended for them to hear, to understand, and receive. And here it is. Uh, we don't know exactly who wrote the epistle to the Hebrews. Uh, some people say it was the Apostle Paul, but it is not confirmed. 
that doesn't matter because it is the Holy Spirit who who moved upon men and they wrote the Holy Scriptures. And so the writer to the Hebrews says to them, and you can find that in your own Bibles, Hebrews chapter 5, beginning with verse 9, writing to them, he said, and having been perfected, speaking of Jesus, he became the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him, called by God as high priest according to the order of Melchizedek, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain. Here is the same problem that the writer or the apostle Paul found with the Corinthians. I have much to say, but hard to explain. Why? Since you have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God, and you have come to need milk and not solid food. It's like we're hearing the Apostle Paul writing to the Corinthians and saying the same thing. And verse 14 says, For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have the senses exercised to discern both good and evil. So here we see the same problem. In this passage, we find the writer to the Hebrews unable to communicate revelation to them concerning the order of Melchizedek and the priesthood of Christ because he says, I, I cannot give you this revelation. You're not ready to receive it. Why? Because you spiritually die. In other words, they were spiritually stuck, if I can put it in modern terms. They were stuck in the same place and they had not grown. That's why I say, uh, you know, um, Pastor Frank will teach on this very principle, the necessity for spiritual growth and spiritual development and is going to give you platforms or keys uh, that are vitally necessary and important for you uh, to grow and to develop. So he even said to them, you ought to be teaching others by now. Not needing someone to teach you again the very foundational doctrines of Christ. And those foundational doctrines of what the word calls the milk of the word is listed in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1. Repentance from dead works, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, the baptism of uh, the water baptism and resurrection from the dead, eternal judgment and the laying on of hands. They all listed there in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. What was the problem with it? As I said, they were spiritually stuck they were unable to move or transition into spiritual maturity. And so the Bible is full of examples of people who began well, but along the way, they lost sight of the purpose. And that's what happened. And a vivid example of this are the children of Israel who have lost their sense of purpose. They came out of Egypt, thank God, but the Lord could not get Egypt out of them. And 
and and they couldn't make that transition from the mentality of a slave to someone who's been freed and redeemed from that slavery mentality. And so for 40 years, God was endeavoring to prepare them, to equip them, or to make them ready to receive what was promised to them in the first place. But sadly, they failed because they were not ready to receive and enter into another season in their lives, which was, of course, God's perfect plan for them. And, you know, it is not God's intention for us to live, spiritually speaking, in the same season for a long, long time, unless we are not teachable, unless we're not learning, unless we're not growing, unless we're not spiritually alert and awakened. You see, the Israelites were comfortable where they were, wandering around in the desert, complaining, arguing with Moses and Aaron about the condition and the state of affairs. What happened? And I believe that the, the primary reason is they lost focus. They lost the purpose. They were so set in the ways and thinking that as a result, they could not see any, any further than their own bellies. So uh, Paul the Apostle gives us five things which prevented them from being ready and able to receive what was promised. Here they are. And the Bible says these things happened to them as examples. And they were written for our admonition. In other words, what happened to them, let it serve as example to us because the very reason the Lord had these written in the scriptures is so that we may be admonished through their failures and not repeat the same mistakes and the same uh, lifestyle they lived. Here are the five things. They lusted after evil things. They worshipped idols. They fell into sexual immorality. They tempted Christ. And they always complained. Lusted after other, other evil things. Worshipped idols. Fell into sexual immorality. Tempted Christ. And they always complain. These five things kept them out of the promised land. These five things uh, uh, hindered them from being ready to transition from the desert into the promise. Now, here's a lesson for us. The way we live our life and what we allow ourselves to be governed by determines how ready or unready we will be to step into the fullness of what God has prepared for us. This is so important. The way we live our life here on earth, right now, in the season that we are in, and what we allow ourselves to be governed by determines how ready or unready we will be to step into the fullness of what God has prepared for us. And as I said, we live our life in seasons. And in every season, 
our Heavenly Father in His wisdom has planned in detail where He wants us to be, what He wants us to do, and how He wants us to do it in. Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. So, here are the questions that I often ask myself. What is God's purpose for this particular season in my life? What are his intentions? What are his plans? What has he prepared for me to receive in this season where I am in, in order to be fruitful, productive in his kingdom? Am I in a place of readiness, spiritually alert, awake, to receive what God has prepared for me in order to walk worthy of the Lord, be fruitful in every good work? Am I spiritually alert? Am I watchful? Or have I allowed other things, even legitimate things, to distract me? from seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Is it possible that I have become so dull spiritually that I can no longer discern the guidance, the promptings, or the move of the Spirit in my life? Now, as I say, these are the questions I ask myself. And only the Spirit of God can give us those answers. We, th we think we may know, but thank God for the Spirit who shares truth with us, even if that truth is painful at times. These are the questions I believe that every sincere disciple of Christ should be asking from time to time in order to evaluate our readiness, our willingness, to step into whatever God has prepared for us to step into. Amen? Are you still with me? I think I've mentioned this to you uh, weeks ago. It could be two months ago. I think I mentioned this, uh, what the Spirit spoke to my heart, and he said, Son, I want you well physically. I want you well emotionally, stable. I want you strong spiritually. I want you uh, financially sound so that you will be able to complete this season of your life and ministry well, finish the race strong that is set before you. What does that do when you hear something like that from, from God? That places a responsibility on me to seek the wisdom of God to seek his face diligently and say, Lord, help me. Give me a plan. Give me a strategy, a plan of action. How to get ready physically? What do I need to do? How often do I need to do it? Amen? Does it involve prayer? Does it involve more study? Does it involve maybe letting go of some of my plans? that I'm planning to do this year in order to move into that rest and wait on God? I think it was two months ago we were 
communicating, talking to my wife about my plans. And I heard her say, which I don't believe that was my wife. It was the wisdom of God. He said, Andrea, take a step back. Step back. You're loading yourself far too much for what you want to do this year. And you know what? I heard the Spirit of God speak through my wife's mouth. It was the Lord saying, step back. Sit down. Rest. You need to rest. You need to take time to rest. You've gone through and you're going through a major trial in regards to your health. You need to rest. You need to feed your spirit, man. Feed your soul with my word, with prayer, with meditation. But if you allow all these things to come into your mind and the responsibility of doing this and doing that, you're going to find yourself, even before the year is out, uh, drained, exhausted. I hear sometimes people that say, I am exhausted. I don't believe that God wants us to reach a place where we are completely exhausted spiritually, emotionally, physically. That's why he instituted the principle of rest. Rest. Are you, are you listening? Rest. And if you have to cut out some things, cut them out. That's wisdom from God. You can only manage so much. And, and sometimes we allow the, the cares of this world, the worries, the anxieties, the fear of what is going on around us, what is going on in the world to occupy our minds more than it should. And we lose confidence. We lose uh, vitality and energy because we're allowing those fears, those cares to come in. And Jesus said, if you allow them to come in, the cares of this world will choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. They choke the very life out of us. So we got to be alert. We got to be watchful. That's why the scripture says with all diligence, guard your heart for out of it are the issues or the forces of life. Amen. So, what about you? Where are you? What's the Spirit saying to you? Have you perhaps taken up so much on your plate that you have no time to spend in fellowship with God? You know, fellowshipping with God, spending time with the Lord is, is the fueling station. And the devil would love to keep you away from that. Have you become anxious? Are you worried? Are you fretful? Are you fearful as a result of what's going on around? Can you discern the season, spiritually speaking, that you are in at this time of your life? And what is God expecting from you at this time? God has specific instructions and wisdom for every season, for every person, for every family, for every fellowship, in order to bring us into a state of readiness and transition us from glory to glory and from faith to faith. That is the way of the kingdom, from glory to glory and from faith to faith. In seeking his face, I believe diligently, he promises in Hebrews chapter 11, that he will richly reward 
those who seek him diligently amen so this is this is just so important folks for us to uh, to receive and to understand and unfortunately the spirit reveals to me that many in the body of christ are in a state of spiritual slumber unaware of the spiritual condition that they are in and thus unable to receive or to transition or to receive the promise of what god has prepared for them in this season of their lives so taking this responsibility on ourselves to make ourselves ready and able to receive will also i believe put us in a position to take responsibility for others as well and encourage them and pray for them to do the same and finally i want to close uh, uh we will also have communion uh the parable all of us know the parable of the ten virgins in matthew chapter 25 all of them carried the lamps with them but jesus said only five of them had oil in the lamps and they were in a state of readiness to meet the bridegroom the other five jesus called them foolish because they had no oil in the lamps and you know oil speaks of fresh anointing it speaks of a spiritual readiness and vitality their hearts those were ready the hearts burned with love and expectancy for the lord and they made themselves ready to meet the bridegroom but the foolish ones did not so my question to you is how ready are you how ready are you you know you never know but tomorrow does not belong to us. And that's why my philosophy is be ready in all seasons. Paul says to Titus, be ready for every good work. Paul says to Timothy, be ready in every season, in and out of season. Readiness is a vital principle in the New Testament uh, believer's life. Always always ready ready to do good ready to receive what god has for us ready to step into whatever the lord is guiding us or leading us to ready to embrace ready to love ready to forgive ready to pray and and always be in a state of readiness because we took the time in fellowship with the lord in intimacy with him in prayer in fasting in seeking his face the spirit prepares us into a place of readiness and so this is my prayer for all of us in our spiritual family father in the name of jesus i pray for each and every one of us each and every family represented here today thank you blessed holy spirit that you've come in the name of the lord jesus to minister to us to enable us to understand the deeper truths the revelation the wisdom to make us ready to receive all that the father has for us in every season of our lives we thank you for your ministry and i pray that you would pour out an anointing upon each and every one of us an anointing that will spiritually awaken us
that will spiritually make us alert. I recall so often our Lord Jesus said to the disciples, watch and pray, watch and pray that you may not fall into temptation. Lord, make us good watchmen, alert, ready for every situation and every eventuality so that we may bring great glory, that we may be productive and fruitful in the kingdom in every season of our lives. And we ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.